I'm your host, the one and only Chris, meaning if you meet another Chris out there, anywhere, and they're not me, they're a liar. we got a cool show today. I have an interview with uh, Corey Lucas from the New Hampshire death metal band Fabricator. Uh, I'm going to be answering a question, and at the end of the show, I got a new song, uh, courtesy of my friend Emily. Her suggestion was Acoustic F-Zero, so I can only assume she meant Mute City, so I did Mute City. So stick around for the end of the show for that. And uh, first, I'm going to get to the question, which is, do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Well, I can be a bit extroverted at times, but for the most part, I'm pretty introverted. Uh, I like to stay in. I like to be a homebody. Um, when I'm at work, I don't really like, I'm not the life of the party. I just sort of sit there and do my job. And if people approach me and talk to me, I will engage with them and I'll be polite and courteous, but I will not like actively seek out engagement with anybody. So I'm a bit of an introvert. Um, that works for me and I hope that answers your question. All-female death metal band Emasculator have signed with New Standard Elite. Um, Emasculator features the vocal stylings of my former bandmate Malika Sundaramurthy uh, from Parasitic Extirpation. Uh, so proud of her, proud of uh, Emasculator for getting signed. And uh, also uh, my other former bandmate, uh, Peter Blue Spinazola, will be playing in Lowell. Uh, this coming weekend with one of the other bands, Dysentery. He's also the bass player in Fit for an Autopsy. So they're the successful musicians coming out of Parasitic Extirpation. I'm still bandless in doing this. The much-publicized three-point duel between WNBA star Sabrina Ionescu and NBA star Steph Curry happened the other night with Steph Curry just edging out Sabrina 29-26. to he came through on his final rack in the money rack section. Uh, they had a few extra balls, and the last rack uh, meant more for them. So it was a fun contest. I think it delivered. Uh, both players looked really good. Uh, so it was a really cool thing. Damian Lillard won the three-point contest on the final shot. And Matt McClung, uh, the G-Leaguer, won the slam dunk contest against Jalen Brown uh, by dunking over Shaq. If you get a chance, it's pretty funny to watch. So go watch it. It's just a fun thing. Like people make too big of a deal of it. If you're like, oh, I don't like you. Like, sorry, you don't like fun things. I think it's just a fun, stupid thing to to sit back and watch one random night. But with nothing further ado, I'm gonna hand it on over to myself to interview Corey Lucas from New Hampshire death metal band Fabricator. Take it away, me. All right, joining me right now, the vocalist for death metal band Fabricator, Corey Lucas. Corey, what's up? How you doing? Good. How are you, my man? I'm hanging in there. Just got out of work, just getting home. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to bring you on, help have you uh, talk about your new uh, your new EP. 
and see what the band is up to this year. So you guys just put out Parasite. Tell me about that. All right. So yeah, Parasite, three song EP. We uh, been working on it the past year. Uh, recorded it, produced it all ourselves, did everything on it. Our uh, bass player Ian, he's pretty much, I'd say, the band besides <laughs> writing vocals. Uh, but he records us. He does. He's our bass player, but he does a lot of like the programming of the drums to get us, you know, the song structured and skeleton. And then we have Ryan and Kendall, who are our lead guitar players. And, you know, they do a lot of the writing, too. But Ian is pretty much like <laughs> I hate to say it. He is fabricator. If it wasn't for him, you know, I don't think we'd be where we are right now. But the past uh, year we just started, uh, we released an EP with our, let me just go back to how Fabricator kind of started, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, so Fabricator wasn't my first band. It was already an established band uh, with another vocalist and like some past guitar members uh, that just, you know, in and out members. But they had another vocalist, Joe, and he was moving away in like 2018 and they asked me to come on board because he was moving to texas and you know i just joined and about a year later he decided he was going to move back and we actually did two vocalists did the two-man thing like despised icon and we wrote an ep five song ep that we put out together and pretty much right after we put it out uh joe's girlfriend fiance was uh, pregnant and so he left the band and it's just been me ever since so and we still love joe he's he's still yeah. kind of a part of the band and great friggin' dude and so then we just decided all right let's we're a five piece now instead of a six piece let's just you know one vocalist that's how it's gonna be and this past year we just structured out three songs and Recorded most of it during the summer and then decided to scrap it and re-record it in the fall. So and I'm glad we did because it would have Parasite would have been out in the summer. And I still would have been happy with it, but the re-recording just smokes it. Uh yeah, just three songs heavy, you know. We're death metal, death core. We got a little bit of everything involved with us. We're not too too picky. I don't really like talking about genres. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's why I just call it just my. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fucking heavy and it's fucking slammy. It's it's great. I think it's my best. I've been doing vocals for fifteen plus years, and I think it's some of my uh, best stuff I've done, especially for not going into like a professional studio, doing it all ourselves. I really enjoy it. The funny thing is, though, the first song in our single, "I Don't Know No Snakes," really would have been called parasite but we just started using the uh home alone clips <laughs> and we just thought it worked and we're like oh we'll just do it live and we're like oh no fuck it we'll we'll put it in we'll put it actually on the actual ep so if anybody like is listening is like well what the fuck's this song about it ain't about home alone it ain't about no snake it's you know if you listen to lyrics it's about a parasite so that <laughs> is you know song is parasite but it's i don't know no snakes <laughs> yeah and the funny thing is gravel pit the second song on the album that's actually something that we that's one of our first songs we ever wrote that was going to be on our first ep and we didn't record it and didn't put it out and 
end up doing it for this one. All right. And then we got Just Use Bricks, uh, the third song. You know, it was one that we wrote. For what? Use Bricks for what? You know what? I don't know. I didn't come up with a name. Ryan, my guitar player, comes up with pretty much all the uh, song titles, and I just uh, I go with it. That song's pretty much about like churches, and you know, I, I fucking hate religion, and it's pretty much about people dragging you into that shit and like feeding you full of lies. So okay, yeah, you know, I don't know. I like talking about things that burn and misery and just like, you know, I really thought about that. I was like, you know, church is a place where there's a lot of burning and misery going on. If you're fucking on the opposite spectrum of what they do. So got that going on. We, uh, I don't really know our tuning. I don't play guitar. I dabble a little bit, but I'm, they play, they play eight strings, right? Yeah. I mean, I know, I know what they play, you know, eight strings. Uh, Kendall plays a Michael Kelly. You don't really see those guitars too much. And he's got an eight string strat, which is pretty cool. And then Ryan, our lead guitar player, he plays a Legator. Uh, all, like I said, all eight strings. And then Leonard, our drummer, he's actually a lefty. And so that kind of fucks up shit for shows a lot, especially if we're sharing kits and we're on in like the middle. So he's got to change his around and then someone's got to change it back. But yep. I think we have good with setup times, which is cool. And people respect that. And then Ian, you know, he can play guitar. He can do it all. Uh, he plays a five-string bass, like a dingwall, but it's a custom-made. He uh, he builds his own bass. He has his own company, builds guitars, nice. bases, called uh, Parley Guitars. So definitely check him out on Facebook. He's uh, got some fucking wild shit. I will, because I've been interested in learning how to do that. Like, I'm going to be getting, like, a, a Les Paul-style body and, like, a neck, and I'm just going to assemble it myself. and see how it comes out it's mostly just so i to give myself a project to dick around on i didn't so i didn't no idea he did his he built his own instruments that's awesome yeah i mean you got any questions ask him absolutely he's got the whole fucking studio and shit like station in his basement and he's like he's done a bunch of good ones for like and sold for like fifteen hundred two thousand dollars <laughs> yeah that's that sounds about right i mean depending on uh what he's building it with and like well, where does he get yeah. his wood <laughs> it's just like exactly. all I mean, that's it's pretty much like all in the wood i've asked him i'm like y'all build me a fucking seven string that i don't know how to play and he's like ah yeah this much i'm like Whoa, that's the homie price he's like wood ain't cheap mm, i believe it so yeah so i was gonna say like unless he's going out into the woods and like cutting down like trees or like <laughs> in talks with like the tree companies that around him to like get some of the lumber like like he's probably just going to like a, a lumber yard and like whatever they have there and it's yeah a, i don't really ask him that part i know him and ryan get together a lot uh before practice on sundays and like they're up you know building shit yeah uh, well, there's so I'm, much work I'm, always, into it. I'm always looking at trees like at, outside at gigs like we did a couple <laughs> last week and when we were in providence it was like hey just chop this fucker down and build me something <laughs> from this and then he'll explain, he's like, no, it's not good wood. I'm like, oh, Is okay. he going to build so a, he knows his shit. a guitar out of a naturally fallen oak but, in the woods? Yeah. And then I do vocals. You know, it's not that hard to do, I guess. You still there? Can you hear me? Oh, sorry. We broke up a little bit. I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> part, of the, yeah. uh, part of the fun of this. I am just going to go... 
second. But yeah, we got a we got a three song EPL Parasite. Check it out. You know, we did. It's all self promotion. We didn't pay for shit. Like promoting, like on Meta or Facebook, Instagram. We just did it all DIY. Probably <laughs> should pay for some shit, but to get our name out there a little bit more. But you know, we're older, so it's like what the <laughs> fuck. Oh, don't fix what ain't broken. In my opinion, that's what. I'm- I mean, who knows? Maybe a label. Maybe a label will give you like two grand to go into a studio. You can just pocket that and buy more equipment for yourselves. Fucking right. Take. We'll take the money. They, they just want a good sounding recording. Exactly. They don't care if it's from a real studio or not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And like now he's learning how to do like I did a visualizer video for I don't know snakes, and then I think it mm-hmm. uh, opened up his eyes because he's like, oh, I can add it too, and then he. He started doing a lyric video for Gravel Pit that he he finished in like fucking a day and a half, and it looks awesome. We just haven't released it yet, so yeah, I would I would say sit on I don't know no snakes for like you know a month after the release, and then release your second one like a month to the day afterwards. Oh yeah, that's exactly. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, that's exactly how we were uh, feeling about that. So we're probably going to release it. You guys are smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, trust me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good, uh, it's a good band. You know, I want to play more, but you know, we're all almost 40. Got a, one dad in the band who's got three kids, you know, Todd, like a toddler and two teenagers. So he makes it work though. Uh, yeah. Um, I was going to say like your dynamic of the five guys is great. Um, you guys just played this past Saturday. You guys got any other shows coming up? Yeah. This past Saturday we played in, uh, at Alchemy in Providence, Providence, Rhode Island. And it was, dude, such a sick show. Uh, it was with us, a uh, band from Connecticut called Endeavor, which awesome dudes. Tyler, the drummer, is such a sweetheart and a fucking beast of a drummer. And then it was Altar of Necks, Ejen, who uh, put the show on, and Shape Thrower. And just awesome show uh great venue and just all the bands i mean we've played a lot of shows i've played a lot of shows and this was like wasn't like our biggest show i mean it was a good fucking turnout but just like the hospitality of the whole venue everybody booking it every band no bullshit you always run into somebody i feel like if you know you're playing with five or six bands who's you know maybe you you might think they just come off you know, stingy and, you know, it could just be them having a bad day or they they just might not be talkative people, but everybody we played with was just so humble with each other. It was great. I've ne- I haven't experienced something like that in years. Uh, so yeah. that was a really good time. And then um, what we have next, uh, we're playing on March 16th. Hell yeah, brother. Oh, hell yeah. Stone cold day. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> playing at Sammy's patio in Revere. What? Uh, we're playing with a bunch of bands. I kind of don't remember all of them at the top of my head. I know it's Practical Gore and our buddy Cytokine. And I know there's like in a band called Clifford, and I know there's like two more. I'm so sorry if I don't remember it at the top of my head. And then, where are you guys playing again? Uh, Sammy's Patio in Revere. Well, that's why they call me Sammy, baby. It's Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that should be a good time. And then, uh, Absolutely. After, it always is there. After that, uh, the next show we got booked is May 4th. Funny, we're playing like 
Stone Cold Day on 316, and then we're playing May the 4th, Be With You. Weird days. But we're playing May 4th in Litchfield, New Hampshire, <laughs> at the 5-9 Underground. It's like an all-day fest. Uh, I couldn't even... Cool. It's like 10 or 12 bands. I don't even really know who's playing at the top of that. I know our friend Smothered Son and Iron, Iron Gate and Lanterns are playing, and then there's a boatload more. Uh, that just got it. That just, we just booked that. So it really hasn't been announced yet, but, uh, you know, fuck it. Maybe when this show gets released, the show will be announced. So. Yeah. We don't get anything. Yeah. Sometimes shows aren't announced like that far in advance. Sometimes. Yeah. I talked to the, it's I actually talked to the promoter tonight and he said it'll be announced next week. So. All right. Yeah. There there you go. Yeah. And then we don't got anything else booked at the moment, but I'm sure we're going to get on shit. You know, we're trying to like get. We do got to book more. That's that's the thing. But we're trying to like get the EP some uh, some love. Trying to get. It. I think the EP is going to get you guys I'll, I'll, any, any show you want. Really, I think the EP is fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. I'm really happy with it, and I it, it's yeah. It didn't like blow off be. with like streams. You know, we like I said, we didn't pay for like no promotion or anything. But like compared to our numbers on our last EP's release, within like two days, it smoked what it did within like. A month <laughs> awesome yeah so that's that's cool and that's you know that makes us feel good to just you know push on and do more shit so how do you want people to listen to this i'm, I'm always curious to hear musicians take on like what platform or which method uh, the, uh a fan should go to listen to your band spotify because i think everybody has it nowadays Okay. it's it's everywhere you can get it on apple itunes uh you know youtube music uh we're trying to actually upload it all the song in the process of uploading like all our songs to our official youtube page and not youtube music because we realize a lot of these old school people don't have these streaming things but they'll just hop on youtube and just like okay and listen from there i know if a bunch of people do it. I'm just like, wow, that's so fucking just get like a buy it or, you know, stream it. And they're like, Oh no, we'll just go on www.youtube.com and just type in your band. So, uh, but I'd say, uh, Spotify is where we want people to check it out. Get us on playlists. You know, we, we, yeah. we want that in, in, and our official YouTube page. We want to get like some of our, you know, numbers up on that. Insta- I, will, I will push your YouTube page after this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank so, so my 50 ish followers can, can get a little, hey, if we get one, we'll be happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I also wanted to talk to you about your vocal styling. Um, cause I was talking to Jay Doherty last week and I was like, what are some of your influences? And he was just like, well, all my influences sound nothing like me. So I wanted to get your take as a, as like a, a metal vocalist with aggressive sounding vocals and no, no clean vocals. Like who are some of your influences? Like who do you think is like the best to, to sort of not emulate, but sort of like aspire to be like, Oh, well the, you might, you're probably going to already know that Joe from fit for an autopsy. He is like, <laughs> he's, I love that. I've loved that band. I've loved that band before Joe joined. So like Nate Johnson and Joe yep. from Nate Johnson, who was the first vocalist for Fit for an Autopsy, uh, local guy around my area, and so many other yep. bands. He lives in Ohio now. I think. Wicked good guy. 
brutal vocalist, definitely like one of my inspirations. And then just, you know, fit for an autopsy just was one of, as soon as I found out about them, they became one of my favorite bands. So, you know, obviously from knee and now to Joe and Joe is just like incredible. He can. Oh yeah. I've, I've seen them live, like probably like close to a dozen times now they they just get better every time. They do. And oh, I've seen them like they're, like I said, they're like, Probably since like 2010 or 11, when I found out about them, they have been my go-to band ever since. And then uh, mm-hmm. Trevor from Unearth, they're they're probably my favorite Massachusetts metalcore band. You know, between like the Shadows Fall, Kill Switches, he's always been a big influence. So you know, Trevor from Unearth, Joe Joe Bad from Fit for an Autopsy, and Nate Johnson, who was in fucking everything. At one point. Yeah. He was in Deadwater Drowning, Buck yep. Hunter. Buck Hunter uh, did the fucking Through the, Through the Eyes of the Dead one album. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that one. <laughs> exactly. He's been, he's been in everything. So, yeah, that's, those are, like, my main, like, go-to vocal inspirations. Chino Marino from the Deftones, but, you know, that's very... <laughs> You could just call him the sane one now. Yeah, yeah. I guess out of all of them, and, I, and I'm a freaking Deftones guy, but they're uh, they're on. I never was. Yeah, it, it, I never got into it. That was like when new metal. When I'm 37, so like in '99, you know, when it was Limp yeah. Biscuit and like Deftones, I was definitely like more of the Deftones guy. But I think it's because I just wanted to be different. Like I went to like the guitar shredder side of things at that point. So I went in like the complete opposite direction of metal. I was just like yeah. seeing like Dimebag and like Marty Friedman. I'm like, oh, these, these are my new deities. <laughs> yeah. And probably like, you know, two or three years after that is when I got into like, you know, really the heavy, heavy shit, like started finding metal yep, core exactly. and then it just like, and then you get my space that started going and I just got into, got into everything that was stupid heavy that wasn't singing <laughs> yeah what what do you think of uh clean vocals and in, in, uh, uh extreme music i don't mind it if it fits okay you know you gotta so, some people are very against no, it i'm i'm definitely not if i fuck if i could sing i'd fucking do it i can't sing i can i can okay. scream but if it's like if it's a good balance of what you're doing and it, the song connects, then absolutely. I don't mind it. Don't overdo it. Okay. But you know, if it's something that's like a rarity here and there, like I wouldn't even say lo- the band Lorna shore has clean singing, but they have some like cleanliness about them, even though they're like fucking like the most brutal deathcore band that's like popping off at the moment right now. But they have like a fucking, one of their songs is like a straight deathcore ballad. And I haven't heard, shit like that in a fucking long time or ever <laughs> but as long as it's balanced out you know do it i don't mind it cool well uh i'd be remiss if i didn't completely change gears right now uh few people may know this some people may know this but you are one hell of a wwe elite figure collector it's fucking dumb, dude. <laughs> yes, I am. Thank you. <laughs> you, uh, you have the, uh, 
Like, out of everyone I know, you have the best collection of elites by far. Thank you. Thank you. I think, honestly, and I don't promote it on my... I used to have a page called The Figure Zone. I haven't posted in, like, two years because I live in a small-ass apartment. I have so many elites. It's it's (laughs) fucking stupid. And if I could just have, like, one... And I have a one-bedroom apartment, so it's all my living room... If I just had that second bedroom and had it like really set up nice, I know all these fucking big time guys would be like, "Holy shit, this he he's got a collection." Because I literally, yeah. <laughs> I c- have collected every single elite that has came out since two thousand fifteen, but then they've been okay. out since two thousand ten, and I've obviously had to dip back and get some right. of their old shit. So I think I have. The last time I counted, I have over 1,300 elites. <laughs> and do you collect basics? You know that question. <laughs> I know that uh, question, but I'm asking it much, to you uh, to answer to the audience. <laughs> fuck no, but I do have, I will Love buy it. some here and there for their head scans because sometimes those basics have way better head scans than some of the elites. Yeah, um, I, I actually have a bunch of basics, and I, I look at them, I'm, I'm just kind of like, aside from a few things here and there, like, yeah, this is a pretty awesome figure for, like, a, a budget. They're only 10 bucks. Exactly. Honestly, and I will buy them if it's, like, a suited figure. Like, somebody in a suit, I'll buy a basic if they're in a suit now. It's yeah. Because I'm just like, ah, fuck it, they're just in a suit. But the new basics, they made their friggin' the architect the articulation a little better so i have bought a couple of those sets like the new la night fucking sweet. Oh, great yeah. basic great basic and i think is but you you probably have like under probably 30 basics i would say oh yeah absolutely 100 <laughs> percent. probably could, i could probably name them all that i have but i and then also the elites too which i still i mean not the elites the ultimates but i feel like the ultimates are just like upscale elites and I, I collect all those too. There are, I will say this cause I'm kind of an ultimates guy. Um, I have a ton of them. I don't have all of them by any means, but like I have like close to 20, I'd say. And, uh, like I think they're just the best figures WWE is, or Mattel has ever made. I think they're just outstanding. They look great. Um, they're always in like the front of my collection somewhere just because there's so much like accessories that come with them. There's so many options you can do with them. Like they're really made for a collector to sort of pose and take like figure photography. And I like that about them. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's just like a wicked upscaled elite and yeah, hundred percent. They're the best, they're the best ones. Yeah. But like the bait, I think the elites are just like, you, you get like four to six of them per line. Um, it's usually four <laughs> with like a, sometimes they have like a, a, a build a figure. Um, what do you think of them sort of like making certain people build a figures like, like uh, uh, Rick rude and the suit and, and Virgil. Yeah, that's yeah. I fucking like it, but I don't like it because it makes you have to spend money on an <laughs> extra goddamn figure that you probably don't want. But, but, are you buying those figures anyway? Like, what's the percentage of you buying those figures anyway? 90%. <laughs> I mean, it, 
I mean, that's the thing. I don't collect too many of the female wrestlers, but that's how they're getting you now with these builder figures because they're gonna put they're they're gonna make sure you you want to get this fucking male build figure elite. We're gonna put a female in there, whether you like it or not. That's nothing against the female wrestlers because they're fucking right, like, right. You know, I don't collect mo. I don't collect all of them, and that's that's no. I, yeah. I I do collect some of the female wrestlers. I just don't collect all of them. Right. So I think like I have a pretty good women's collection. I I may have more than yours because mine's like around like twenty now. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta I gotta count the women. I might be. I'm like, it could be around twenty, maybe less. I don't know. It's it's like, more than ten. Like, oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I was I was gonna say like uh, we're probably close though. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll get any Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley figure, so that's. Oh, absolutely! If I see one on the shelves, I'm. Dude, fuck yeah. Um, fuck yeah. But like, you like I got into to elites in like 2019, so like I came in like just as everyone else was like the I was part of like the normie rush. That that's what I feel like. like. Super yeah. popular. I feel like I was part of it. Yeah, I feel like yeah. like you were in like years before me. Yeah, I can't do it. It all happened on one day. I was looking at you on Instagram for like a w- couple months and being like, man, I got to start collecting these things in like two, 2015. And then I like, it was Easter on 2015. And I went to friggin' Red Robin and got fucking loaded by myself. Yum. <laughs> and then went to Toys R Us and bought my first four elites. And then it fucking just went from there. Yeah, like I remember when I was talking to you about it, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some elites, and I'll get I'll just get like 25, and that'll be enough for me." Remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Couple hundred later, and yeah, that did not. Yeah, that, that is not how it worked out. <laughs> yeah, that's how it starts. That's how I did. I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna collect the ones I like," and that lasted about six months. Like, really, I got in with the Shinsuke Nakamura Ultimate. Like, I was collecting the retros kind of before that. But like I didn't really care for for the elites or, or getting into that because I was just like ah it's I'll I'll be spending a ton of money. But then they announced the ult, the Nakamura Ultimate, and I was just kind of like oh my god this is happening. <laughs> yeah, that, that figure's fucking awesome. I I bought like three of those Ultimates just because I want one with the ring. I want the entrance attire. I want one without the entrance. The, you know the in ring shit, and then I just bought another one for like try to fuck around with a custom. It is spot on. It is such a good figure. Like that and the Andre in the suit and uh, the Razor Ramon ultimate that came out last year are like my, probably the three best figures they've ever made. Yeah. I mean, they're just going to keep, they're just going to keep doing it. I can't wait for the, I can't yeah. wait for a CM Punk, the first CM Punk elite. I'm surprised they haven't had one out yet. Cause they, they, just had the Supremes from AEW out, and those kind of got yanked off the shelves like right around Christmas time. So like, there's a ton of them, and then there was none of them. Um, but, but like, it's been a while since like I've seen a CM Punk figure on store shelves, like at least a month. I just got one today. I just got the new uh, AEW one, like the Ring of Honor one in the mail. Oh yeah, yeah. How is I that? bought two, th- hoping I'd get like the Chase one. 
Oh, all right. Uh, I take, well, now you have a box. I haven't taken it out of the box yet. I've just looked at it. Looks pretty cool. The fuck? I got yeah. the Brody King. The Brody King looks sweet. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get back into the AW figures. I, I found <laughs> a, uh, a the Butcher figure on store shelves in the wild. I couldn't believe it. I was like an Andy Williams figure. Oh my god. <laughs> That's pretty much, you know, obviously I was going to get it because, you know, I'm going to, and like I, I collect the AEW ones too. So, you know, that's, yeah. you know, more money out of my fucking pocket, but oh yeah, the Andy Williams, I was like, oh yeah. Cause every time I die. Exactly. But yeah. I was never the biggest every time I die yeah. fan, but I still like, liked the same. It's just cool. Like I, I'm not into them. Like how, like so many people are like hardcore into them. I like yeah, them. Yeah. I've seen them. But I think he's, I think he's awesome. Yeah. I'm just like, but yeah, I want to, I want this figure just cause he's in this band and he's also a fucking wrestler, which is cool. It's, it's awesome because he still had the skullet when they did the figure scan. So the figure has the skullet, but like now he shaved his head. He, he gave up I, the dream. He's a, I he's know. a hair coward as we used to say. I know. I know. <laughs> it's cool that AEW's got two uh, figures out with two people, two awesome guys and bands fucking. Brody King, who's in God's Hate, and then you got the Butcher, who wasn't every time I die. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They should form a tag team and just be fucking yeah, fuck. modern-day road warriors. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. well, fucking Malachi Black and Buddy, Buddy Matthews, they're going to be gone within the next six months back to WWE, so Brody's going to need somebody. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, um... And Malachi brought Brody into to, uh, AEW too. Yeah, but WWE so. ain't gonna take him. Yeah, they would in a heartbeat. They're just—I yeah, I would maybe. see Malachi Black heading back to WWE first chance he gets. Oh, Malachi Black. No, I don't know about Brody King. I don't think WWE would take him for some odd reason. I don't think he'd want to go just because I think he likes playing in his band too. Yeah. Um. I have no problem with that. I, I'd love to see, see him stay in AEW because I watched that more. Hey, what's this uh, podcast uh, sponsored by? Anyways. Blue <laughs> Nobody. Blue Chew or uh, Manscaped because, you know, you could really put a good promo code in here. Cock for either of them. <laughs> <laughs> Cocky Imagine freaks. if it was backwards. Cocky it was freaky, freaky little cocks. Sponsored by Blue Chew. Type in promo code cock. No, type it. Type in promo code freaky little cocks. Freaky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. The fucking man. Am I glad Nintendo got got it right that time? <laughs> freaky little cocks. Fucking right. Ah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the whole wrestling figures. I love collecting wrestling figures and just watching wrestling, bro. You know that. Yeah, so pretty much like I swan songed out of collecting wrestling belts and into collecting figures. And I kind of just like the figures more. <laughs> like it, like once I got like the the old IC belt, I'm just kind of like Alexander Webb for there were no more worlds to conquer. <laughs> yeah, you got you got enough belts. I got a few. So got like I got, f- yeah. I got five and I still look at belts and I'm just like, sometimes when I get drunk on a Friday or Saturday night, I'm just like, and I look at belts, I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy this fucking winged eagle. And then I just, I'm glad I, when I wake up the next morning, I go, oh, kind of glad I didn't buy that. I, I could buy like <laughs> 20 elites. <laughs> oh, totally. 
Uh, I will say this, though, about the new ones they've put out in the last year or so on WWE.com. They are excellent. <laughs> I know. I'm going to fucking... Eventually, I'm going to buy one of those four-millimeter winged eagles. Yeah, they have all different colored straps. There's the white strap, the teal strap, uh, the purple strap, and the black. And then the IC is the same thing. They got the black strap, they have the yellow strap, and they have the white strap. Oh, I'm going to, what are you talking, I'm going to get one of those stupid fucking ones, like with the Shawn Michael hearts on it. <laughs> oh, yeah, they have those too. Like, they have a ridiculous <laughs> amount of options. I think I, I think those are gaudy as hell and stupid. But like, if if you want it, go for it. Like, I see people collecting those things all the time. Remember the guy we saw at fucking WrestleMania thirty three? He had like every belt with him. He was carrying like nine belts. Yeah, he had a white strapped world heavyweight title. So he sent that to somebody to re-leather on like a real piece of leather that was painted white. <laughs> They really should just start making more of the commemorative titles. Like those. They kind of did away with them because, like, they're not as good. You know what I mean? So, like, they, they just have these, like, really Dude. good ones now that sell, like, hotcakes. I don't know. I got those. I got the red universal strap one, and I have the black, and then I have the WWE one. The fucking, the red universal the strap, I think they gave me the wrong strap because it's like legit leather that flops around. <laughs> Maybe they did. <laughs> That's entirely possible. Um, but like, I have like the Toys R Us WWE one and the women's one, and I think those are fine. Yeah, but that's, that's like what I it said, is. Like, they, they probably sat on store shelves forever, though, and so no one yeah, wants them. Yeah, true. True, but yeah, yeah. I'd rather collect the figures nowadays. Just need more. Yeah, I'm just need point. more room, my man. Always <laughs> like like Matt Cardona is buying a new is getting a new house built for himself, so he has more room for his figures. I can guarantee you, I got more elites than Zack Ryder. I don't know. Yeah, oh, I know for a fact he doesn't collect anything past like 2000, like seven. He said, "If it's not." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I thought he just. Collected the elites and just didn't only displayed yeah. the people he's, he liked, but like yeah, he's got more shit than me. Trust me. I mean, oh yeah, he has an entire house, garage, storage unit, everything full of it. He's like a whore. I ran basically. In, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm almost there too. I ran into a guy at Target in uh, Salem, New Hampshire. He was looking at wrestling figures, and obviously, I'm you know, I had to cut in and be like, "What's up, dude? Why are you in my hood?" <laughs> And then we, <laughs> what you do? I actually have a funny story about that, like me doing this to someone. So, like, in a formal life, I was on a, a podcast about a different topic, and like, I went to the Target near me and saw saw this guy picking up this playset for from the topic that it was about. And I was like, "Hey, man, I got one of those too. I think it's pretty awesome." And he just looks up at me and goes, ah. <laughs> "Like, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I have awoken the beast." <laughs> I run into people like that all the time, and I'm always like, "What are you doing in my turf? Like, don't don't be <laughs> don't be fucking with my shit." No, but this guy, speaking of Zack Ryder, I saw him. This was probably like a month ago, and I forgot. I I forgot his name. I should have followed him on <laughs> Instagram as soon as he back to his car. <laughs> he, uh, he said he sold 
Cardona friggin' he made a custom for Cardona like during the death match, like an elite, and he said he sold it to him. So I'm oh, sure nice. if I go we go on Zach Matt Cardona's like Instagram and find like any custom he has, I could probably find the guy. Guy was cool. Yeah. We yeah, were po- cool. We both had uh the new uh Ultimate Warrior Ultimates in our hand. And we were talking about how bad the tan is. Oh yeah, that thing looks so weird. It wasn't like tan. It was like old potato. Yeah. Still a cool figure, but just like it looked cool. It looked good, but like the the coloring was just like, yeah, it wasn't tan. It was like a dull tan. (laughs) (laughs) It was a really, yeah, I didn't get it. I I was looking for the Kurt angle in stores, but I never saw it. So I'm just going to buy it. I've seen the angles that I've seen the angles at uh, Walmart. See, I haven't. I work right near a Walmart now, and I never see it there. Yeah. But yeah, dude. Plenty plenty of Eddie Kingston's at that Walmart, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just go to, yeah, go to Walmart. There's like 50 Eddie Kingston's. <laughs> it's just so weird. Like, you get nothing of anything else, but like so many of one figure. Yeah, now that Walmart has, I hate Walmart exclusives. Yeah. Like you automate if you want a Walmart exclusive, pretty much you're paying twenty dollars. You're paying double for it on eBay. Like I wanna get those uh new uh I wanna get that Monday Night Wars, but I'm not gonna find those at the store. I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Monday Night Wars. Like, yeah, yeah, good the, luck. The, they're, they're yeah, not the Scott Hall, the store like shelves. Nitro debut. Yeah, I want that so bad. That's like the coolest figure ever. I hate that Hogan. I that, that Hogan's like my least favorite Hogan. <laughs> I would definitely mess with that Scott Hall though. Hell yeah! Right. I want to get. Like, I, want, I, I want to get three. One for Scott Hall, and then I want to get two so I can make a Chucky e. T and uh, Trent. <laughs> pop the heads on yes <laughs> you'll, you'll have to use like a jericho body for for uh chuck taylor i they already chuck taylor's body's definitely i have one it's definitely they gave him some chunk oh yeah because <laughs> bought- how easy is it to combine aw figures with wwe figures Cause I bought a, I bought two Chuck Taylors. Cause I was just like, oh, I need, I need his torso to put on the Jericho figure. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they should form a tag team. They should. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. Talking about figures and stuff. Uh, real wrestling. What What are you liking right now? <laughs> uh, I'm. I, I am DVRing Dynamite right now. Um, I pretty much just watch TNA and and Dynamite at this point. <laughs> That's funny because it's the opposite. I'm like, I'm not watching too much Dynamite. I'm DVRing it too. I'll watch it in the next couple of days. But I'm like, WWE is just like wild for me right now. I don't know what they're doing, but I'm I'm kind of excited. I want I like I like, like Heel Rock if they're it, gonna do it. It's wild. 
it's wild, but it's so like confounding to me. Like, <laughs> I think their original plan backfired so badly, and they are just grasping at straws at this point, and they have no idea what to do. And <laughs> it's almost like watching a train wreck, but like in real time. It's just like in every week, it it kind of gets a little bit worse. Like I thought, uh, the Seth Rollins Cody thing this week was like really weird. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think, uh, I don't know if it's like a train wreck. I'm trying to really figure it out because something tells me, like, they knew this was going to happen and it was already pre-planned. And I want to think that in my head, but I don't really know. But if they pivoted, I think they're pivoting quick and kind of good. I definitely think uh, they're going to do a tag match night one of WrestleMania. It's going to be rocking. Roman versus Cody and Seth, and then they'll have their title matches the next night. I don't think they're going to do that. I think it's going to be WrestleMania 20 was a triple threat. WrestleMania 40 is going to be a triple threat. And Cody Rhodes is Chris Benoit. (laughs) Hey, they've done it for 20 and 30, so, you know. They did it at 32, that's right. So, yeah, they're doing a triple threat. And it's kind of funny how it's kind of funny how like you got at thirty, it's like you had it was supposed to be the Hollywood guy versus the champ, and then they had to get the guy had to get Daniel Bryan in because he was like their guy. It's like the same thing again. Romans is the champ. You got the <laughs> Hollywood guy Rock, and then you got Cody, who everybody wants. Yeah. <laughs> And then, so that's and why then, I think it's going to be a triple threat. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm kind of, ex- I'm, ex- I'm excited to see where it goes. They got Brian Gerwitz doing the writing, so, so I think he might fucking pull off some good shit. Yeah, no, I, I think it's just like, like I said, when you said it's wild, I was like, yeah, that's exactly how I would describe it. Is wild because it's just like, what are you doing? I just did, like, I don't like the Cody Seth like love fest that's going on. It's just not, ah. Uh, yeah, no, not, <laughs> you know, you know, it would really piss me off if they I mean, if they do like that tag match the first night, cool. But if they do that tag, I could totally see him doing that tag match and having Cody Rhodes dress up as the shield. And I would be like, fuck this. <laughs> like, I could see Seth because Seth's done it. He's wrestled in the shield gear against Roman. And I, I just do not want to see Cody walking down like the fucking aisle in like walk gear. Oh, it's Cody Seth Rollins. And behind them is Kurt angle with a big smile on his face. <laughs> oh man. But mania, you know, you know, mania is going to deliver. Oh yeah. So I, I wanted to flip things though. Cause we know Cody is facing Roman at least at WrestleMania for the top, for the WWE title the world heavyweight title have you noticed how everyone that's in the match is on Smackdown world heavyweight at Elimination Chamber the Elimination Chamber is like full of Smackdown people yep it's like LA Knight and uh, um, Bobby Lashley and who else is in it Orton Orton, yeah. So they're all on SmackDown, right? 
So, like, is the World Heavyweight title switching shows? <laughs> oh, I totally think so. So, like, because a Raw guy is challenging for the WWE title, the World Heavyweight title has SmackDown guys. Like, <laughs> it's it's a little wild. A little wild, wild west there. Yeah, they're on, yeah, they're on some stuff, so. <laughs> but they're still kind of riding high. Um, are you going to big business on March 13th? I am. I will be there with you, my friend. Excellent. Excellent. I will see you there. Okada, but it's uh, not just going to be Mercedes. Okada is definitely debuting. Yeah. Uh, we got Osprey and Shane McMahon to look forward to as well. I'm just going to keep on saying Shane McMahon's debuting in AEW. Yeah. You know what? Crazier shit is happening. It's not just going to be Mercedes. We're going to see like at least one other debut or two. Yeah, it's going to be a, a fun night. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't been to wrestling in a little while, so fuck yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, do you have anything else you want to plug uh, for your uh, for Fabricator? Not really. We suck. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, please uh, follow us on our Instagram, Fabricator NH, uh, Facebook, Fabricator, uh, Spotify, Fabricator. Put us on your playlist. That's honestly more what we would like right now is to be on Spotify playlists that are shared with people. Yeah, just check us out. We're just bunch of getting older, you know, late 30, 40 dudes writing some fucking heavy fucking music. That just want people to fucking have a good time too. Absolutely. You heard the man. Put put Fabricator on your playlist. Uh, playlist. Yeah. Take a shot. Fucking do it, man. You know, play it tonight with you when you're with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, whatever. You know, it's great love making music. So that was the interview with Corey Lucas from Death Metal Band Fabricator. Hope you liked it. We talked a lot about Death Metal. We talked a lot about Figs. We talked some wrestling. We gave it all to you. Hopefully we can have him back on sometime when we uh, do some, maybe some Rumble games for uh, the episodes. But yeah, that's going to be it for this week's episode. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do next week. I might do a horror movie. I might do another interview. We'll see what happens. Um, but for right now, here is Acoustic Mute City from F-Zero X, uh, suggested by my friend Emily. This is for you. I turned 40 this week. <laughs>